Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. We are your cultural media recommendation podcast, giving you our take on what we think is worth carving your time out for, and also what we think you can pass on and maybe go cut that lawn instead. Warning, we use adult language, and there may be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome. My name is Ron Harkins Jr. here for episode 26 for... January 7th, 2019. Welcome to the new year. I am here with my co-hosts. Anthony Carter. Valerie Wittemar. Hello and welcome to a new year as we close out 2018. Yay. Yay. It was a shit year. Was it? It was a layered year. Kind of a shit year for me. Mm. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> For some people, I'm sure they had a wonderful year. You actually had a good year because you had a child. Yeah. He's teething right now, so that's always pleasant. Okay, so you had a good year. Yeah. I will say that. I finished off 2018 and going into 2019 by completely getting rid of Facebook. And as of yesterday, it is completely deleted. How do you feel? Odd. Mm. I have my finger on a couple different communities so it's kind of weird not knowing what's going on in those communities so like when everybody communicates through facebook or creates events through facebook i don't know i have no clue about them Mm. so and you're okay with not knowing the running stuff you don't know yet i created a new facebook for just movie stuff and then i'm hoping to Professional page. Like, get off the other one. Interesting. So, but yeah, that's, so I did that just for movie things and then uh, reviews, etc. And then hopefully I'll be able to, I don't know. I think I can, I think I can get off and just use like um, Twitter for the school and stuff. And just, because tw- they use Twitter. But a lot of the stuff, I'm on Facebook because the girls' school uses it, so. Yeah. And that, that's been, like, the thing with, like, I've been in a couple races and a couple things lately, and that's the only way that they do their communication, even though they have websites. They do all their updates through the Facebook side, and a couple of them do them through groups. Mm. When you do them through a group, you can't view them publicly. So if you're not on Facebook and you go to click on it, you have to be a member of the group to see the post, so you can't see the update. So... If you're listening and you're out there and you have an organization and you do things through groups, please stop. Actually create a Facebook page because then people can publicly view what you are updating. Mm. Do it in a group. You can't publicly see it. You can only see it if you're in a Right, part of the group. Yeah. Hmm. But if you're not on Facebook, you can click on a link and you can see things through a page, but you can't see them through a group. Gotcha. Makes sense. So, But it makes it very annoying as somebody who's trying to get up-to-date information and you can't and you're being forced to like hey you have to come back to facebook it's like no 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 no, please stop (laughs) so yeah i'm on there business wise only and that's it and uh so as someone who is a little technology like technology 
technological. Technologically challenged. Thank you. And obviously can't talk either. It's been a caps lock kind of day. It's been a, yeah. <laughs> it has been. Sorry, I just was like, I was that lazy this morning. So when Netflix came out um, a while ago, you used to be able to like, sh- that didn't work out, share your movies with your pals, right? Like you used to be able to say, this is what I'm watching. And people used to go and be able to look at their friends and see what they're watching and then get ideas. Is there, except for the whole watch again, is there any way you can see all the movies you watched on Netflix? That you watched? You can view your history, yeah. You have to do it on through the uh, browser. Just type in Netflix viewing history and it'll just, it has a history page and it shows you everything you've watched. Oh. Yeah. On the browser. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So if you do it through the browser, you can't do it through like, you can't go, if you watch it on your TV or you watch it on something else like that, you can't view the history through there. It has to be through your desktop browser. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. I do it every once in a while when I forget like a name of like, what the heck was I watching? You know, some things just roll into it. And I'm like, oh, I want to go back and watch that. And it's like, oh. It's been six months since you watched that. So, all right. Well, yeah. So, yeah, no more Facebook and uh, throwing it back like it's 2001 and going back to my blog and that works. writing shit in there and started running a little bit more heavily and things that nobody cares about. But the news that we care about is coming up. Mm-hmm. A couple of trailers. We're going to talk about the best and the worst of 2018, including what's going on tonight, the Golden Globes. So by the time you hear it, the Golden Globes will already be finished, and you'll already know. So this is a pre-spoiler, spoiler, unspoiler. Right. It's just kind of what we think yeah. about it. We don't really follow the Golden Globes. We follow the Oscars. The Golden Globes is just kind of a precursor. I and like the uh, SAGs as well. And the SAGs. I'm getting saggy. <laughs> Um, and we'll close it out with what's on a radar, what's in our queue. And Tony has got the next do for the next show. So on to some of the news that we care about. One of the first things that I saw in the last couple of weeks was there's actual physical photos from Deadwood that were the official photos. So, so it's coming. Deadwood is actually coming. It's legit. It's real. It's happening. So that made me happy and ecstatic because that was probably one of the best shows that have ever been written. And uh, I'm glad to see it coming back. But everybody looks really old, <laughs> especially Timothy Oliphant. You're like, uh, wow, he's aged. <laughs> the last thing I saw him in, I think, was in, uh, was it Hitman or something else? Mm, might have been Hitman. Um, he was also on Justified. Justified was really well written. I loved that show. Okay. I haven't seen that, so. Okay, I'll check that out, too. Yeah. it um, It's been over for a couple of years, but it, like it was it. written well, and it's where Walt Goggins is from. Okay. It kind of, I mean... Technically, Walt Goggins is from Major League Three, but he kind of got known and put into the mainstream after Justified. Justified was good. Um, Other news, Punisher is official. It's season two is going to be released January 18th, and that'll probably be its last season on (laughs) Netflix. Um, Disney hit $3 billion at the box office in 2018. I saw. That's insane. Well, is it? I mean, look at the properties. We have yeah, Marvel. It's still insane. That's a big portion of the... Ticket that's, sales. Oh, that's, I think that's half of, or if not over half of the box office from last year. Oh, Ticket sales total. also 
Are we talking about ticket sale sold or ticket sales? I don't know. I just saw $3 billion and it was a big number. It's a lot of money. Hmm. And then um, Netflix surprised everybody and put out a interactive movie this week called Bandersnatch. Um, I heard about it. Unfortunately, for some reason, they're not supporting the Apple TV 4K. So I've got to watch it on the PlayStation, but I haven't had that much interest to do it. I just thought it was kind of cool that Netflix, I mean, this is part of their Black Mirror series, and they decided to put out an interactive movie hmm. in 2019. So, And it's been the talk of all the social media outside of Facebook. <laughs> right. So, any Don't. other news from you? Uh, just trailers, but other than that, we haven't gotten there yet. So, My news is, the news we already talked about was the fact that we're trying to figure out the fact that we still don't have an, Os- an Oscar person, an Oscar host. Yeah, so that, that, host. that's something that's been over the last three weeks has been the search for the new Oscar host. It's like where in the world is Carmen Sandiego, but where in the world is the Oscar, not, Oscar Tony host? Tony doesn't like my... He doesn't like my... I didn't guy. say I didn't like... I like him a lot. I love him. It's just I don't think he's ready yet. I how think does he, he not... Be, how is he not ready? I mean, they have some young... I mean... He Hugh, might not be. Hugh Jackman a, hosted it. Yeah, but he might not be a public presenter. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of actors that do not like being in front of a bunch of people doing presentation. He I never thought not. about it that way. He was done it too. Where they shine is in front of a camera, in front of a small group, and that's where they shine. Throw him up in front of a big crowd, and I saw him on Oprah. I mean, I went to the Oprah show. In. Robert's better when he can do whatever he wants to do. It was Robert Downey Jr. That was my guy because we were all discussing it. Um, bringing up all the people um, that were in yeah, people were I guess the people were talking about and of course Zoe wants Lin-Manuel Miranda he's please too, no please uh, no well no. he's not he's not he's too new into the movies he um, so that I don't know I mean, he has the charisma. They both have charisma. I just feel that um, Robert does best when he's allowed to do what he does best, improvise and off the cuff say what he wants to say. And if he has a line he has to say, that can hold him up from being funny. It's kind of, I don't want another Franco incident because that was pretty painful. I don't think he would be Franco. He's charming. He's very well known. He grew up in the industry. I know they had issues. I mean, but I still think that he would be fantastic. I just, and he's, I mean, people, when he walks on in, people just kind of radiate toward him, I think. Yeah, they do. Um, I was trying to think of anybody else that... They can bring back Billy Crystal and Whoopi Goldberg, and uh, that'll be fun. But they may be over it. So. I think Will Ferrell and, uh, what's his name? No. John C. Riley. John C. Riley would be no. an interesting mix. God, no, please, no. Why, just because you don't like their comedy? I just don't. I, yeah. I, I guess so. I, they're not that funny. Yeah. It's a I different, mean, different to, comedy. That's true. Bring I don't know if it's back. Oscar comedy. comedy. Hmm. Maybe but something different. Like, uh, who else was on that was, we thought that was going to be fantastic and they bombed. Like, uh, didn't. Uh, didn't Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin come together? I know Alec Baldwin is on there, and I know Steve Martin. I don't, can't they remember if came they were... together. Eeks. 
you would have thought that that would have been fantastic. And Steve's holds it by himself and he was fine, I think. So, um, so I don't know. I think that a lot, it's coming down to the wire. I think that's a lot of it. It's, it's just that it's right around the corner and people haven't had, or are not going to have time to. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, do you think, did Jimmy Fallon do it? He didn't do it, did he? I don't know. He's not ready yet either. He did something. He hosted something. Yeah. MTV Movie Awards? Maybe. Anyway, no, I don't know. No, it was something more main. He might have hosted Golden Globes. Right. There was a girl that was up that had a different name that I don't know who she was, but Kendra did. And she's a comedian. She had like a... Like a... Amy Schumer? No, no. Like a, sta- like a stage name. Okay. Um, and she really liked her. She thought she would be fantastic. And I had never even heard of her because I'm... Can you describe? I can tell you. Oh, I don't I even... I, she just had an interesting name. And I can't remember. So. Okay. And who else was up? Aquafina. Yeah, her. That's who you were thinking of, yeah. I don't know. She her. she's uh I think she was in Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. Yeah. Yet. And go through the yeah. Anybody yeah. that you're seeing? Melissa McCarthy would be interesting. I think she would be okay. I do. And I think she's funny. And I think she's quick enough. Come on, where'd you go? Um yeah, I think she'd be quick enough. You have to be. You have to be pretty quick. Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, you know what we were talking. Was he I, president at one point? He would be fantastic, but he had to be. Yeah, he'd look great in tux, and he'd be quick. Think, yeah, funny. I think Tom Hanks would be a good. Tiffany Haddish was another one. I saw Dif- Tiffany was being talked about this time last year. Tom Hanks would be nice. He would be nice. He would totally do it differently, I think, don't you think? I mean, it's not like we're going to have a <laughs> Billy Crystal, you know, running. Well, I think that's what people are expecting. They want that comedy. They want that, you know, somebody who's going to go out there and be a showman. He can do that. Dominic's ain't much of a no. he used song and dance comedy guy. Well, song and dance, no. Unless it's the, who's the Halloween one? To, in the elevator it's something on Saturday Night Live he oh. paid whatever but All anyway right. so yeah moving on sorry um, too long for that sorry a couple of trailers that came out in the last couple of weeks we got the Men in Black International with uh, Chris Hemworth and Tessa Thompson Tessa Thompson how do you feel about that one it looks fun it does I think I like seeing there's something about watching Chris Hemsworth's character be like the shitty one, the lazy one, or it was, it worked for him in in Ghostbusters, even though that movie was a bomb, the new Ghostbusters movie. Um, it was fun watching him not in the "Hey, I'm a hero, I'm gonna save the day." It was more of the psychic. Hey, <laughs> so and I thought they had good chemistry in Thor Ragnarok, so I'm kind of looking forward to it now that I saw the trailer. Okay. Um. Then what else was there? Um. Hellboy, um, 
did not look good. I remember seeing the first Hellboy. I didn't. That was not my choice of movie. Uh, I don't remember who I went with. I apologize. It was a date, I think. Uh, I remember enjoying it. I had a great time. Well, I mean, the, the original Hellboy, that's Guillermo Tum- Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And that was Ron Perlman as Hellboy. He did and a great job. It he did. fit. It worked. And when I saw this, I was like, well, how are they going to, and it's just like, it just, the trailer just looks complete and utter crap. It's not as dark as it should be. It's a little bit more lighter comedic fare than. It was enough light comedic fare then. I mean, they just put in enough light back then. I think then, Ron was, was perfect. I, I really yeah. Like it just, with the trailer, it's like, that's what they emphasized was the funny bits. And it's just like. Yeah. Mm. Funny story. What's this? Us. Us Ooh. is Jordan Peele's uh, next horror film. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, the one where like I am excited it's themselves. I am excited. Yeah, so that's gonna be. We got the, the, yeah, that looks that looks cool. It's themselves, meaning they uh, the, the people, people that are hunting the them are themselves. Hunt. Yeah, they are themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they look just, just go like watch the trailer. Them. It yeah. explains it. It's fun. That would look really good. I remember seeing that. I thought, oh, that's good. And it came out during Christmas, so it totally circumvented the whole holiday fair. You're thinking you're going to get a holiday film, but it's not. And yeah. yeah. I think it looks like a good follow up to his last film. So right. I'm very excited. You know, here's a comedy writer who is really starting to legitimize himself as the go to horror guy. Well, he's not a one trick pony, which is nice. So. Also, I don't know if we said last time the uh, last glass trailer dropped, maybe after our last podcast, or I don't the, know. The what? The last glass. I've seen enough trailers so yeah. that oh my I, gosh. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. Usually I watch the teaser trailer and then the first trailer, and that's it. I think I the first one was I try fine. not to watch any other ones because they start getting revealing way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of glass, one of the things that came out this week was like, oh, there's un- previously unreleased footage from unbreakable that's going to be weaved into the story okay so hmm. we'll see know. it Did could you... surprise us like he could be throwing us all off with like what he showed in the trailers like we could be seeing what we see in the trailers and it could be absolutely nothing like that that could be wow. something i could see him doing did you like unbreakable i did yes i had grace watch it because she had seen um split so she wanted to see the first one, and I never realized how long Unbreakable was until I watched it again. But it's still a good movie, but it's just very long and slowly. I love Samuel L. Jackson in that yeah, role. Slow burn. Just, That's yeah. a great. It's a good movie. There's yeah. three, yes? There will be three. The, this is the third. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Split was the second. Hmm. And the reveal of that movie was that this was part of a long-planned trilogy. Just took a while to get that started. That took 19 years <laughs> to keep going. I know. I didn't. That's a that's a long play, and that's a really good. It was a really good play that he did that, and that nobody noticed it. Like the poster from it had the crack in that from that matched up with, <laughs> and nobody realized it until no. after. Didn't the reveal? It's twenty years. I mean, that's a long time to, for a film to just date and yeah. Marinate. Do you think he is this one of those things he had in his head? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to introduce. He um, seems like somebody that would have. Things like that instead. I think there was a couple of interviews that said that he had this all laid out, but he got hired to the other films, and so he was never able to go back to it. And now that he kind going of st- over his some of his films, going over his films would be interesting. 
Because mm. yeah. I think people have love-hate relationships with them, but there are things that I really liked that other people thought were slow. But I liked them. My short take on him is I like that he took chances and that he was willing to put himself out there and say, I'm going to do something different. Yeah. And so Whether people- it worked for the general public or not, that's another story, but they're creative films. I think so, so. too. Any other trailers that caught your eye? Mm, Nothing? No. Nothing? No. Yeah, it's been a pretty boring right. last couple of weeks. I mean, it's been kind of not boring, but busy as hell. I mean, we just kind of went through the holidays and it was just, who had time to sit down? I didn't have him to sit down. I mean, yeah, I, did, I just think in general for the last not to watch the last quiet. three weeks was I've been a pretty quiet Oof. industry. So, all right. The year has been quiet. With that, let's move into the Golden Globes and our best and worst of 2018. Who wants to lead off? Are we going to go with best and worst of 2018 and with the Golden Globes? Might as well. Yeah, we'll mix it in. You want to mix it in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mix it in as necessary. Gosh, you guys are going off We'll script. talk about our stuff first and then go into the tear okay. apart the Golden Globes. All righty. Uh, you're not on here. Go ahead, ladies first. Okay. So I, when I do, when we do this thing, uh, when we um, have the Oscars, we have who we want to win, who we'd like to win, who we think will win. And I just went off of things that I enjoyed. Okay. So, uh, Stars Born, I enjoyed. Mary so Poppins. We're hitting best films first. That yes, I'm sorry. Best films in theater. Uh, Stars Born, um, I enjoyed. Mary Poppins Returns, I enjoyed. I thought the colors were beautiful and I, thought, I really liked that a lot. Tully, I enjoyed, but for a different reason. Um, just because it was uh, thought-provoking for me. And then um, Bohemian Rhapsody I enjoyed because I didn't know much before I went into it. And so it did great film manipulation on me. (laughs) And so I went through a whole, yeah, film thing. And I'm sure that there are other movies that I enjoyed this year. I just, you know. Forgot them. I can't think. I know that there were some that I thought, gosh, I really, really like that. But I, they didn't happen in the past, you know, however many months. So I've kind of forgotten them. But um, I did look through the films of the year. And I, I don't know. It's just been kind of, I feel like there's movies that I'm going to like that I haven't seen yet. Uh, a couple of the ones that stood out to me as some of the best this year. Um, a Quiet Place. Uh, Black Panther was a pretty standout movie this year. Uh, Sorry to bother you, a little quirky, but pretty, I think I mentioned this when we did it, it was very original and out of the box compared to what else has been out there. It was a really unique piece of cinema. Um, The Star is Born is up there, um, and Mission Impossible Fallout, probably the best action-adventure movie in the last couple years. I did Fallout as well. I had a blast seeing that movie. It was fun. My daughter loves that movie. Jason I mean, would say she, A Quiet Place is his favorite movie of the year. So, yeah, those are a couple. Um, another one that was left off that list um, would be Black Klansman. Um, I thought the writing in that was is clever. I thought it was a well-made movie. Um, it's just not 
and it's not in my top five, but it's up there. So, you? All right. So I'm gonna start off with a Black Panther. Um, I think that was a good film. Um, I mean, given what it is, I mean, it's a triumph in Marvel's history to have a film open that big. And I mean, we were all amped up and excited for it when we first saw him on screen in Civil War. We were all excited for his own standalone film, and I think it delivered. So when it won me over, um, I'm not saying it's the best thing ever of the year, but it, I, I it just worked. Th- the thing I think about Black Panther, and I keep going back to, is that it wasn't Black Panther that was the star of the movie. Yes, it was the villain. Right. <laughs> Shame, but it happens. It does. Um, I liked Eighth Grade. Eighth Grade came out. That's the film about. That's the coming of age story and. That was fair for me. It wasn't bad. What was it? Is 8th grade, grade anything like 13? No, it's totally different. Okay. Yeah. I have been not wanting to see it because of that. 13 is Nikki uh, Reed's so, uh, freshman attempt at being deep and stuff, and she got some star power. Then came to Rice 30 sophomore. And, okay, good. Yeah. So um, I yeah. will look into that one. So that was a good film for me. Uh, what else do we have on my list here? Uh, Green Book. Finally got a screener to see that one, so that was sufficient. I thought it would be. I thought it'd be just you know in your face message, and I'm gonna get to that later about my film I picked for the, the queue. But uh, I don't like films that are in your face, slamming um, commentary at you, like telling you what to do and how to think and how to behave. And I think Green Book succeeded in having the race issue on the surface, but then we really got to learn about these two gentlemen, and uh, yeah, that was good for me to watch. Um, let's see. I have not seen Mission Impossible, but I will soon. Very soon. Roma is on Netflix. I think I saw it. Is that Netflix or I get Amazon? It's on Netflix, but yeah. we got to save that for later. You can't put that in. This is theater only. Oh, you know what, Netflix? Says I know. We're going down I know. there later. I, so, yeah, I just listened to mine. But, yeah, I'm going to say Green Book and I think Fallout. I read it. It read good. So I imagine, and you guys keep talking about it. I've seen clips from it. So it looks pretty good. But um, Black Panther, Green Book, and Eighth Raid are my topics. Okay. Uh, some of the worst films um, that I saw in the theater this year. Um, probably Action Point takes the cake, the Johnny Knoxville one. Okay. Um, my, I think I said at that time that film could have actually been better and still have been funny. Instead, it was just a horrible mess. Um, Rampage, I don't know what I was expecting out of that movie. And Winchester, um, you got Helen Mirren and, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, Pe- John Patrick Clark. Describe him. Who was he? Well, I think it's Jonathan Patrick Clark. Okay. Patrick Clark something. Um, it should have been a much better horror film and it was just utter shit. Okay. So those are the top three of my worst films that I saw this year. Uh, Valerie, you had one. I did. My, my computer died. So I am actually doing this off of God, my phone and I'm not a phone person. I'll go then. No, it's okay. I can do it. I just, when I try to edit it, my name doesn't come up. A very strange name comes up. So, <laughs> okay. Saruma it's is like editing her phone. Somebody is, yeah, messing with me here. Uh, well, <laughs> I had Vox Lux. 
Is that where we're at? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that movie and it was the worst thing I'd seen all year. Are you anonymous chinchilla? Yeah. Who is that? <laughs> when you're not logged in, it just gives you a random name. Anonymous well, animal. I, that's very strange. Yeah. Chinchilla. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to do it. And when you say your stuff, <laughs> will you write it down so that I have it later? Um, if you could do that, that'd be fab because that t- saves me a lot of time. Anyway, that's what I'm trying to do. Part of the journey. So, Vox. Vox locks. sucked. That bad, eh? I was so excited, but I ran on a rant on Facebook, which I never really do. I haven't done that. You did go on a rant. And it went crazy. I hated it so much. It was so bad. Anyway, um, other than that, that's really all I can think of. I didn't get out to see many things, so when I did get out, I wanted to make sure that I liked it. So, yeah. That's all I've got. about you, Anthony? I'm going to list one film, The Mule, Clint Eastwood's film. That was horrible. And I got a screener to see it, <laughs> so I got to see it for free, it. and I did not like it. And I said, wow, Clint, you're going downhill pretty quickly. So um, that film offended me in many different ways. Not the content, just the fact that it was so bad. It was boring, and I was not at all impressed. And like, Bradley, could why? You, so um, Could you write that down? I will. Thank um, you so much. It's just, I knew what was happening before it happened. I knew what was to expect, and I just was underwhelmed to the point where I'm like, I could get popcorn and eat it and be more entertained. And everyone knows I hate popcorn. So, um, yeah. I don't like popcorn either. It's just, uh, okay. I was, I don't know why. I mean, it was free. It was a screener, so I could watch it for free. If I had paid for it, I wouldn't want my money back. But I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Clint, stop making these movies. Huh. You're old. I know. And I do want to do, act again, but find something else. So, end rant. The Mule. No go. My dad enjoyed it. I think it's a generational thing. Okay. Could be. Sorry. But yeah. Oh, it's bad. I like Eastwood and I I wouldn't even see that movie. I, it was free. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's just if you want an Eastwood movie to see, go watch uh, Unforgiven or The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Outlaw Joe The Good, Bad, and the Ugly is on Amazon Prime right now. Blood work was else. good, and um, and Call of Duty was good with Rene Russo, with John Malkovich. Where's the, yes? That's a good Eastwood film. That is. He it's not Call of Duty. Midnight. Courage under yeah. Courage under fire. No, no that's not it either. That's Mick Ryan. That's Mick Ryan's film with um. That's not yeah. Either. Matt Damon. I own that Denzel movie. Washington. And if you wouldn't have said anything, I could have given it to you. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, I just John can't. Malkovich and Clint Eastwood and Clint Eastwood is, um, he is protecting the president. Is it a master class of watching In line of sight? No. No. Close to that, though. I'm gonna, I'll find it. Give me a second. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. that's a great movie. I, I do own that one. Anyway. All right. So moving on to Netflix, Amazon, etc. The best films over there. Um, I'm going to go with Bird Box. I haven't seen it yet. I, Kendra and I watched Bird Box and we loved it. Um, I didn't think I was going to. I didn't. I, I can't I say I'm on the verge of love, but in terms of what I saw. We had fun. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, we had fun. I mean, I hadn't read a single thing. She just said, oh, a lot of people are watching this one. That's all she said. <laughs> That's it. And then I was like. Okay, I like Sandra, and it looks good, fine. And then, man, it got ripped. Some of the 
some of the reviews really ripped it. And I understand the reviews, what they're saying. Um, but I thought it was fun. It's kind of like, it's a blind, quiet place. It's a blind place. <laughs> kind of what it is. My, my lone complaint of that movie was it seemed like Sandra Bullock was just there's no, phoning it in. There's no... There's no backstory. There's a scene that she has where she's basically yelling at the kids. She, at the beginning of the movie, she, you know, she's the, the artist that's pregnant at the beginning. And I'm just like, nothing about you is making me feel like you're an artist that is like unable to communicate with people. Like it just, everything felt wooden and. It was a book that was turned into a movie. So we're. We're missing a lot of backstory, which I think that was a problem. Uh, interesting that she's an artist because most of the artists that I know are feelers. She was definitely not a feeler. Um, and she's, I didn't have a problem with her screaming at the kids because when you're scared at times, she wanted them to know. She wanted them to be terrified of her to not do what she says not to do. I'm not going to burn. Yeah. So I understand why she's doing that. They need to be terrified of not doing it. And she's scared and she loves them. So she does that. But I think that um, there's not enough backstory on her. There's not enough backstory, period. We needed more. Yeah. I, you know, going back to A Quiet Place, I still like A Quiet Place a lot more than Bird Box. I think it was a more thought out movie. The one thing I wish that Quiet Place did that Bird Box did was not show you the right the the right. things that are out there in the dark. Oh, my other complaint is the um the way it was filmed. Bird Box was not it was not maybe they didn't want it to be this way, but yeah. They filmed it in the way that there was not a lot of um suspense. I was not worried. I was not Freaking out and denying my hands in front of my face. Yeah, it didn't feel like a horror. It no. felt more closer to a thriller than a horror. But it didn't even, that was not that, I mean, the way the camera was, we could see everybody all the time pretty much. And so I wasn't scared because I knew where everybody was at all the times. I mean, they didn't have it behind the shoulder. We didn't feel like we were apart, like, well, in any room and all this. And they don't, they didn't do that. So I wish they would have done that a little bit. I wish, it, I, I kind of wanted a little bit of a, Jumpy feeling, but um, that's okay. So one of our Christmas presents in our house was um, I upgraded our sound system. So I went to an Atmos receiver, and so I got Atmos speakers in now. And then we also got the Apple TV 4K version. So everything's all nice, one solid system now. And so that was that was my test movie was because they actually had that in Atmos sound. So like the scene when they're in the forest and you have the voices coming from all over the place. Yes. It was actually pretty cool. I was like, yeah. Yeah, and we had, to have, we had to have closed captioning on where we couldn't hear it. Hmm. Some Interesting. Of them, yeah. We have closed captioning on a lot because there's a lot of things we don't pick up. Hmm. But anyway. And then there was another movie that I wanted to get to and I did not get to yet, but I think Anthony did. Roma? Yes. Yes. Good I, film. Want, I wanted to see it too. Black and white is good. It works. Yeah, and beautiful. it has a nice texture to the film that I enjoy a lot. Um, I guess they call that grain, but it wasn't shot on film. 
So um, it's a pr- I mentioned it on line two, Valerie, but it's a very simple story, but executed very beautifully, and the pace is great, and it doesn't drag. And um, and it's by Alfonso Cuarón, the one that he did Gravity, Gravity with yeah. Sandra. Yeah, it so, looks beautiful. It is. is it? So. Um, it's not even melodramatic, and I hate that in film when things tend to go in that whole melodrama way. But this actually has real characters, real people, real problems, and they're solved in the realistic way. Nice. So, and the music helps too. The music is really, I wouldn't say pops, but you know it's there, but you kind of slowly forget that it's there. Which I like that. It's not even sound mixing, it's just that pleasant experience of everything coming together in a, in a perfect way. And so those those are on Netflix. They are, yes. And what's the other one you got there? The other one I got here is Don't Talk to Irene, which is on Amazon. Um, it's basically about an overweight young woman who wants to be a cheerleader, and her mom's a cheerleading coach, and her mom kind of dismisses the whole idea. She gets in trouble in school, gets suspended, and she's forced to work at a retirement community, so she gets all the young friends of hers that she has left to help get these older people up and, get up and form a cheerleading squad of their own. So it's a feel-good, you know, coming-of-age story. And moving into the worst stuff, um, I got two of them. I got Cloverfield Paradox, um, the <laughs> Cloverfield special that aired immediately after the Super Bowl ended. Um, complete and utter shit. It was just a really, really, <laughs> really bad movie. On my score tracker, it is the worst movie that I watched this year. It got like a 21 out of 100, <laughs> which is pretty bad to hit that level. Um and then the other one was Full Metal Alchemist, which was based off of um, an anime series. And I, it was something I was expecting a lot more out of. And it just, nothing. Flat? Um, it was, yeah, there's just nothing to it. It looked horrible. It looked bad. It looked like something out of the 80s mixed with like a couple of 90s animations. Ooh. Yeah, it was bad. This guy to be you, Tony. I got nothing on that. Me neither. Because no, no worse films. Nothing you turned on and you're like you're watching it for five, ten minutes and you're like, okay, this is bad. I'm not watching this anymore. No, no. If I read it, if I read, I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, I know these descriptions are horrible now on Netflix. No offense, Netflix, but yeah, you should get that together. They, they're bad. Um, I bet you, if you go back through your Netflix history, you'll find several. They're like, I'm oh yeah, that was a bad one. I didn't want to watch that one. I'm sure there are. I still tried to do what you said, and I still didn't understand how to do it. So you have to show me how to do it. Um, but yeah, I I know that I just talked about something where I said if this was if I was in a movie theater, I would have walked out by now. And I can't remember what it was. That's okay. I'll um, come back to you. I want to say there was something you talked about on the show that I remember you saying that. Because no, you, you were starting to talk about it and you said, you know what, this was so bad, I'm not going to talk about it. So you talked about something else. What was that? Oh, gee, I can't yeah. look it up. It was like up. in September, October, I think. Yeah, I think we need to keep a running record. And yeah. It was funny because you were like, it was so bad, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> pissed because I don't, when Mike, and, and yeah, I can't, I am just not a phone person. So I can't go all over my phone and look at things. So if it was on my computer, I could probably figure that out. But I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick, short break. And we will be right back to continue going through our uh, destruction mode. (laughs) 
the listeners of the Cultural Stew podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Today's pick comes from me. Big surprise. Um, so I just finished this morning, actually, Becoming by Michelle Obama. Now listen, before you... If you have certain feelings about the Obamas, that's fine. Um, however, this is more of a human take of like um, her experience. And, you know, she's got her own little jabs at the guy. So it's kind of funny. And I thought that uh, it was extremely... Um, she was inspiring, especially as a young child, and her the way her family went about things I thought was very interesting, and I learned some things from her about how she went about um, their marriage and things, and about even being a mother, and uh, things that she wouldn't back down on, or things that she didn't, you know, give him a choice on, like, or, or she, um, like, for instance, saying, you know, no, you know, you you go ahead and do this. This is very important. You know, I will stay back and I will do this. She just let him make the decision. You know, she let him decide whether he was going to stay with his child in Hawaii and take care of her or go back and vote. And he got slammed for that, but he did not. He stayed with his family um, on the Senate vote, which I'm sure we heard about. But it was... Uh, uh, it's read by her, which is also great. She did a wonderful job. And I think that it, just as a woman, there are things to relate to. Um, and But that doesn't mean that you have to be a woman to enjoy it. So I think that as far as First Lady or just... Um, Interesting women biographies, strong women biographies go. I I think it was really interesting. She has really pleasant and wonderful things to say about the Bushes and, you know, like the, how they were eased into the White House. And even though, you know, Obama was talking about the changes that need to be made and this is, you know, he was really pushing that. Yeah. That they said they were charming people, and Laura was wonderful to her. And I don't know, there were little insights. You mean they were presidential? No, it's because some people aren't presidential. Anyway, but I'm no, saying, I mean yes, they were presidential, unlike some other people. Oh yes. Okay, there we go. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, they were presidential, and but charming and good. I mean, they were very kind to them. They could have made it just kind of like. Eh, but no, they were very kind to them. And um, listening to having how, how she made sure that her children were raised a certain way and listening to the things that they made sure they paid for, even though they didn't have to. <laughs> they made sure that they paid for things. Uh, if somebody came for dinner, they paid for their meals. They paid for, you know, anything extra they paid for. Um, because They had ethics. Yes. Yes. Um, they just, you know, he says he made some comment about how much he liked something, how something was made or whatever. And then she got the bill 
and she realized they were flying it in from somewhere. She's like, I'm sorry, I know that you like this in your sushi, but you can no longer have that. <laughs> and so, um, but he, uh, just the way they ran the White House, how their family were able to do it, and how they, I'm going to get mushy here, but they're just a lovely couple. Just their ridiculous love story through the whole thing. I mean, they're still in love, and the way she talks about them, it's just like she's a teenager still. Um, and you could think that's fake, but it came across pretty damn true to me. So. And what's the name of the book? Becoming. And where can they find it? AudibleTrial.com slash Cultural Stew. Again, it's AudibleTrial.com slash Cultural Stew. There's no reason not to do it. You get a free month and a free book. There you go. Go for it. Cancel any time. And welcome back. All right. Up next, we got best series or show or limited series. Go ahead, Anthony. So um, I want to thank Ron for this introduction. He mentioned it one week and then I watched it the following. So that's Wild Wild Country. Pretty good. Still sticks in my mind. And that's months ago, like really months ago. I watched it again the other day. Still sticks in your head and still... Yeah, I'd probably put that down as probably the best documentary I've watched in a very, very long time. Right. It's different, but yeah. it was good. Captivating. Um, the Romanoffs is on Amazon. Um, that's a really good uh, miniseries, too. It has Aaron Eckert in it and uh, a couple other people who I love. Um, you can watch it out of order if you want to. It's by Matthew Weiner, who did Mad Men. So a lot of his friends are in it. It's nice seeing Noah Wiley from ER pop up <laughs> again, looking old with crow's feet. By the, so he's getting older. It's scary, but still interesting. Um, we have Corey Stahl from House of Cards and a couple other things, but Corey and Aaron always play these kind of creepy but meaning well characters. Um, I like the second episode of Romanoffs because, well, let me go backwards, sorry. Romanoffs is a story, is an anthology series about people who think they're related to the Russian dynasty, the uh, Romanoff family. Now... We have people who are stateside, people who are in Europe and Austria, people who are in France, and they're all trying to live their lives with this, I want to say a chip, I would say just that family on their back, that heritage behind them. And we're left to speculate if they really are related to them or they're not. There's a lot of shocks and spills. Uh, the first two episodes are my favorite. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to give too much away because I think you should really enjoy it. There are subtitles because they speak French. And German in a couple episodes. And uh, now, is this a limited series or a recurring series? I think it's limited. I okay. believe so. But yeah, um, that's it's a good time. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and let's say Alias Grace is one that sticks out to me too. And I talked about that. I on this liked podcast. Alias Grace a lot. So as well, should I should read the book? You can get that on Audible as well. Um, but yeah, those are my three. Okay. Um, I had uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season two. Um, just as fantastic as season one, completely different, but just as good. Uh, Daredevil season three, um, thought it was great. I think it was better than season one. And, um, also the alienist, a little thing on TNT. Um, it's really dark, um, and it deals with some pretty dark themes, but, um, uh, Daniel Broom, is that his name? 
forgetting his name. Uh, the lead character out of that is just fantastic. Um, and just sometimes having the right person in the right role can actually make a series for me. And that was one of the ones where watching somebody just perform a master class in acting just made the whole series. And then he was opposite another great actor that I liked. So those are my probably my top three um, shows. And as for recurring, um, Daredevil was recurring <laughs> and it's no longer um, Alienist. I'm hoping comes back for a second season. Um, oh. And Mrs. Maisel definitely is. These are not, these are limited. It could be. I missed that part. Anyway, um, so I have Daredevil season three as well. I have uh, Sharp Objects, which was on HBO, and I just finished watching it. <laughs> and I watched it deep into the night. I could not stop watching. Um, it's, I, I really liked it a lot. I don't know it's for everybody. That's okay. Uh, I had read the book before. Um, I, man, these are all really so not Jason shows. Like I just keep, he keeps thinking, God, you just like such dark stuff. Handmaid's Tale again, like that lot. And the sinner, um, the sinner has Jessica Beale on it and I enjoyed that one. And then this is not limited. So I guess I can't say this one, right? No, it's either. It is. It's best series, show, or limited series. Okay, well, you know, I'm one of everyone that, one of many that like this is us. I just do. And it's just, I, I like this is us. So there we go. Cool. You want to go up next? Worst series. Worst series. Um, Go ahead. All right, so let me just preface this thing. I liked House of Cards, but then I spent, you know, some time and <laughs> and I watched the whole series as a whole because, you know. I forgot how bad season four was. <laughs> so um, I'm going to have to do this, and I don't want to because I liked it. But then when you watch the whole thing as a whole, you like Buffy as a whole is good. I could like a B <laughs> plus. House of Cards as a whole, watching the whole series just slowly go downhill from season one. Yeah, that's accurate. Um, <laughs> I have to give it a D minus, and the last season just took the cake, where it just dropped it from being like a C to just D minus, which technically makes it an F. But um, yeah, just I, you have to know when to end a series. You have to know when I to agree. I agree. call it a day, and they should have ended it after season four, but they didn't. They got greedy, and I don't know if that's American consumption or just no, no, it's American consumption. It's just I can't. Yeah. Be behind that. I was going to buy it on DVD. I mean, I watched Rescue Me all season. I have the DVD set, and it's it works. I mean, there are a couple of lull periods in that series. Rescue Me got better each season. Yeah, it though. did. But there were some where the little, but it still as a whole was cohesive and it worked. Even though there were some moments where they were like, we just want to keep milking this, they still had a story to tell and it mattered and people cared about the characters. And this, it just felt like they're just going and going and going and going. Yeah. And didn't have to. So that's my one. And only House of Cards just should not have been. Let's just say it was a car driving down a highway at a very fast speed. At the end of season four, it lost its steering wheel. Mm -hmm. And in season five, it drove off the cliff. Right. That sums it up perfectly. I just realized I have another one. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine was end of the fucking world. 
you know, I heard good things about it and I just watched it. And then it was one of those, I, I watched the whole series because I'm like, something's got to change. Something's got to get better. And it just got worse. And I just really didn't like it. So, and you kept going. Yeah, I do that. I'll, I'll give something it's due credit and, you know, because, you know, if you wrote it over a series then it's like you're watching a movie, you know, they wrote it with a arcing. Mm. And so, yeah, some people don't, some people do. I am one that will at least give it a chance. I, uh, Fuller House. Enough said. <laughs> um, Haunting of Hill House. I noticed the theme. <laughs> Um, that's funny. If you put house in, in your title, it's going to end up in um, I started out and it was like, okay, okay. Uh, and then um, I wanted to mention this because I we were talking about shows that just come on now. Okay, so I watched the first episode. I'm ready for the groans here, but um, Kinder had never seen Grey's Anatomy, so I was introducing her to Grey's Anatomy so the first few seasons are good um, I watched I watched the first episode of season whatever we're on now 9 20 10 <clears throat> I could I watched the first 5 minutes and was done I was so horribly bored it's so bad it's it's so bad in my opinion which is not a really good opinion but after about 5 years no. it's hard for a show to be strong that was the ER was different. Bullshit. The ER was on yeah, 10 years. Okay. MASH was good. Okay, I take that back. Ups Mash. and downs. No? You don't think MASH was good? Okay. Well, um, friends, we could go up and down. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No. Seinfeld kind of changed. I think things lose their luster after a five-year run. They lost their luster after four I mean, Grey's Anatomy should just been over. Like, um, sorry, Lucy. Um, like, here's a good show that knew when to end it. Whoa. Felicity. <laughs> Felicity. She graduates college. It's over. I mean, there we go. It was four years. He knew it was going to be four years. And he shut it down. There we go. Wonder years. Yeah, a lot of things that get like um, a lot of cable series. They all are, are scheduled with a five to seven year run. You know, like this is what your arc is going to be, so you figure it out. And you can tell the ones that aren't really good. All of a sudden, like, like season four, to season five, they're just like, he's just got really sucky really fast. This is not going to end well. Big Bang Theory is a primary example. It was good, and then it went, I mean, first it's a money great. maker. That's yeah. a money maker. That's why it continues. Like the West Wing. That was good writing at some points. Well, the West Wing I thought was good. But you can tell the difference, obviously, between four and five. Aaron, but yeah. um, I own the entire thing, and I also own all of Alan McBeal. But it's a good show. I like that show, too. But other than that, gosh, i got to go backwards in time to find some good shows. Yeah. So moral of the story, if you're out there and you're trying to figure out a name for your show, House, no. leave House out of it. <laughs> Even though House was a decent show for I like, loved the House. first couple seasons. I loved House. Yeah. Two seasons only? No, for the first two seasons it was good. And then I kind of... Yeah, I kind of lost interest after like season three maybe. I think I fell in love with you a little bit, so... Oh, I can't. Cannot. Anybody uh, that can hide their accent like that uh, is an acting genius. So good. I oh, honestly, oh, wait a minute. The, seri- the series I did like, 
that I forgot to mention that he was in that has, oh, Night Manager. I like Night Manager, too. Sorry, I forgot to put that on there. And Night Manager, I believe, is either on Amazon or it's on Netflix. I think it's on Amazon. But anyway, Night Manager is a good series from this year. So, Okay. Uh, best book. Again, this is... Audio or physical? I had audiobook. Um, mine is a us against you, but it's it. You have to read the first. Uh, this is the second one by uh, Friedrich Frederick Bachman. Um, that I don't have the first book on here, but it's a second book. And I liked it just because it followed up on the other one. And um, and I liked Becoming. I ended up the the year pretty well. I liked I liked that book. Um, I know that there were other books that I really enjoyed, but I don't know if there was anything that really just, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Anything for you, Anthony? I'm I'm grasping at the title now, but. The Tony Kushner Angels in America anthology is the book about the making of Angels in America. And I mentioned it on the podcast. Sounds good. A couple months ago. I will pop up the title somewhere in this podcast. But yeah, it's basically the um, creative energy behind the making of Angels, how Tony got the inspiration for it, how he got the um, permission to write it, the money behind it, and then how it basically went from that to the phenomena it is today. And something about wings but uh i'll have title in a minute but that's i think one of the best books i've read this year past year cool um moving into best audio music um audio wise i would probably say for score would be black panthers um score okay by ludwig gordvinson (laughs) can't say his name right ever um that would probably be my best pick for best score this year Okay. There were a couple of good ones, but his was the one that stands out. It's pretty unique. Hmm. I have no music right now, but uh, I should, but I don't. Valerie? Jack White's album was pretty awesome this year, too. Mm-mm. You got nothing? I got it now. It's The World Only Spins Forward, The Ascent of Angels in America. Okay. Um, any plays or theater pieces? Stuck out to you from this year? Uh, my friend MJ Sebastiano wrote a play called, uh, it was an adaptation of At Swim Two Boys, which I'll be reading the book soon. It's on my queue. But um, in short, it's about two um, young men who fall in love during the Irish uprising in 1915, during, before America's involvement in the uh, World War One. It's a It was a three-hour show that she wrote. It's pretty long, but pretty engaging, pretty riveting, and it's coming back, so don't think you missed it. She did it. They did it for, I think, three days, but they will be mounting it for Fringe, they hope, and then at other places as well. So, yeah. That's when two boys. I, uh, in the past, have had, um, I've seen a lot more theater, and so I would have had up and downs, ups and downs, I guess. So this year, I just went for the ones that I knew I would enjoy. So uh, I saw Hair. And I enjoyed it. Actually, I saw three. I liked them a lot, all of them. So I saw Hair, and I saw the Rocky Horror Show, and 
enjoyed that one too. And it's going to Broadway. And they got a second show because they first out they sold out the first show. That was pretty cool. And then um Hamilton. I enjoyed Hamilton a lot. So those are my three. And so obviously if you're listening to this, most of the stuff is all local. Right. <clears throat> These are all local stuff. Hamilton not, is not local. Here was that the Diva. stuff that we're talking about is local. You saw it locally. It was at Buffalo. That's local. Yes. Well, technically, but it's the same thing. It's, it's the same. It's a touring. Production. They're touring, yes, but it's not Broadway. Right. I'm just saying these are local. Oh, to I'm us. sorry. No, I did not yeah. go to Broadway and see it. No, I did not. <laughs> um, the show that stuck out to me of everything that I saw this year was the other Josh Cohen. Um, it was phenomenal and funny. It was at Jiva. In January, just, uh, and that's on Off-Broadway right now, uh, just opened up mid-December mid or right before Thanksgiving. Hmm. Um, phenomenal. Local actor from here, and he's getting touted by a bunch of uh, high-name actors and stuff, and it's just really funny. It was just hmm. pretty unique movie, or show. Oh. Um, best game hands down for me was Red Dead Redemption 2 followed closely by Spider-Man I enjoyed both of them talked about them enough I have nothing I got nothing this year I'm going to start gaming more you're making me want to game more so are we getting to that I have to have a gaming device I can loan you one (laughs) All right. and before we move on to a little bit of uh, the Golden Globes before we wrap up things you wished you saw but you hadn't um, so a couple of the ones that are on my list are Vice, Green Book, and The Old Man and the Gun. I wish I'd seen Vice. I There's a lot that I wish I would have seen. Uh, I just... Um, I would. That's something I'm going to have to write down later. Like I'm going to have to put those in the notes. Because... I didn't get to see a lot of because mm-hmm. I was sort of trapped at home. That's not ter- terrible. I wasn't trapped at home. Um, I do want to, yeah, we'll see. All right. Um, I have a list. If Bill Street could talk is one. That's um, still out. I know, but I still haven't seen it yet. I'm going to. Um, let's see here. We have Western, which is a foreign film, and Shoplifters, another foreign film. Um, there are, yeah, basically every foreign film that came out last year that I want to see, but the little got rid of it before I got a chance to see it. Um, a lot. Yeah, so basically Western, which is a German language film, Shoplifters, which is Japanese, and then I mentioned, what did I just mention? Uh, if Bill Street Could Talk. Also The Favorite as well. Oh, I want to see The Favorite as well, yeah. but that's still out too. Uh, things you saw and wished you didn't. Mute and Hotel Artemis are my two. Mm. I can go. I, I mean, it's going to go into my what I my film I watched and whatnot. But I can talk about it briefly. Downsizing, but that's all I'm going to say. Alexander Payne's latest film. I wish I hadn't seen. That was in 2018. I think so. I know that was 2017. It feels like it was last year. I can double check that. So I know it's available, but give me a second. Continue, but um. 17. Sorry. Um, I don't think I have anything. I, didn't, I mean, if I didn't want to see it, I didn't see it. So, You guys got to be more daring. I can't uh, waste money like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah, I have limited amount of time to see them. So 
Yeah, I guess Vox everything Lux. you're going to watch is going to be a 10 out of 10. So, I mean, there's got to be shit that you're watching. Vox Lux. <laughs> See? I said it. I wish yeah. I wouldn't have seen that. I guess I said that's the one I thought to myself if I would have been by myself, I would walked out. But I didn't. Wish I had. Anyway. All right. So let's uh, tear out the Golden Globes here okay. for a few minutes. So I briefly mentioned that I um, I get a little weird when the people put films in categories they don't belong in, and um, it happens quite often with Golden Globes. They have a history of it. Ron and I talked about it briefly. Um, for example, here we have um, Christian Bale. Wait, wait, wait. Start with the best picture and the best because they're that's the one of the ones that stick out yeah. the most to me. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But the um, we have can I just are we doing both categories or just drama? Then we we'll do comedy. both. Okay. Um, we have Vice, which is best motion picture, musical, or comedy, and we have Green Book under the musical or comedy category. Which honestly, Green Book has some haha clever moments, but it's not laugh out loud funny. When I think comedy, I think like ha 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 ha. I can't laugh like that. Um, you know what I mean? And Vice is not really meant to be hilarious. It's a commentary about Dick Cheney. So you're putting this in a musical. I think we need more categories or just people who know what things are. Um, I see. I'm a little bit more. You've got. You've got two movies up in the best picture drama category um, that could slide down into yes. the musical category. Right. And I don't know why they left at least The Star is Born, why that one got left up in the drama category yes, and not moved down. Yes. Um, but in your drama category, you have two movies that are all about singing. Yes. And mm-hmm. they're not in the. Well, maybe because Rami category. didn't really sing. Maybe because he wasn't really singing. And more yeah, of it was still like a musical. Yeah. But. It defined the the quote, quote uh, more so in the past of, you know, is Martian a musical or comedy? No. no. Was, well. No. Martian? No. No, oh, no, no. I, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was thinking about other movies that had to do with, had lots of singing in them. Chicago that, was listed, right. That were not people singing um, and that. It was like maybe about a band and had lots of music in it, but it wasn't musical. Chicago was one of the ones where they split them yep. into the drama category, right? Right. Right. I mean, so that she could win the award. I mean, this is all politics right now. Is why they're doing it. I get it. They want to, but still, at the same time, it's like, mm, no. I I would have moved either Green Book favorite or Vice up into the best picture and move Bohemian Rhapsody and Star Is Born down. To put them where they more really should be. Because even if a movie is comedy, it could still be in drama. Right. But I think when a movie is predominantly musical, it should be in the category that's specifically designed for musical. But, oh well. See, some people think that Bohemian is not really a musical. And technically... I don't... I see... They burst into song. Like, I see Mary Poppins as a musical because they burst into song. You know, A Star is Born... It, it's about they're bursting in a song they're singing they're covering songs oh my gosh it's, but they're not bursting he just doesn't start bursting okay. in a song it's a musical yeah. it is yes that's why because I say so <laughs> to me it's it's a drama people about people that music this is a whole thing in it? debate we can get it's into a musical. long one that's not the same thing yes it is <laughs> we, this is a long conversation can okay, we well, find an? I mean, can we find something that is about a band or a music that is not a musical Almost Famous was listed in their musical or, or comedy, too. 
still won an Oscar for Best Screenplay, but it was still listed as such. They were listed under a musical. musical or a comedy, yeah. Huh. That oh. wasn't even, but that, that wasn't a real band. Oh, stop it. And the music is such a big part of it, and that's what gets me about it, is it's not like it's a small thing in the background. See, it's a, a big part of that movie. That's how I define musical in TV or theater and film. Oh, the okay. music plays a bigger part than actually. It could be, yeah. Yeah. What? But yeah, this could take forever if you talk about it. Okay, right. fine. All right. <laughs> to me, it's if you burst into, if like, if all at once I started singing and you guys looked at me like, what in the hell is wrong with her? Um, that's a musical. She's but, taking a literal trans- interpretation of musical. Yeah. FYI. Because if I just started bursting into song, that'd be a musical. You could have a reason why. But again, that's a whole conversation. Um, okay, anyway. Whatever. Moving on. Oh, and we have Charlize Theron is nominated for Best Actress for your favorite film last year, Tully. Not favorite. One of my one of my likes. So she has a nomination for Tully. That's, that's still surprising. So um, I'm not sure why. I don't know either. <laughs> There's so many. Here's the thing: as I am not, I'm going to watch tonight. And when you listen to this, I I will have watched it, but I probably will not have voted. I'm just going to let it to kind of rush over me. I'm just going to just like a wave, and just watch it because I haven't seen a ton of this stuff, mm. so I can't vote. I can just say, "Gosh, I." The only ones I haven't seen out of the Best Picture categories is Beale Street and then Green Book Favorite, Crazy Rich Asians, and Vice. So every, almost everything in the comedy category I hadn't seen yet. I haven't seen a lot of this stuff, guys. But the Favorite, Green Book, and Vice are all been limited theater run right now. So a lot of it's going to be out within between now and the Oscars, so we'll have a chance to watch it. This is probably the first year I've ever been like this. Mm, it happens. So, yeah. <laughs> well, let me look at... I'm thinking... Hold my comment. Hold my please, comment. Please hold your comment. Rocco, you have to edit. Where are we? Okay. Um, my thing here is we have the animated category. We have Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, which was good. Mirai, haven't seen it, never heard much about it. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Marnie wants to see that. Um, Spider-Man, she wants to see that too. So, again, are we rewarding story and all the elements added together, or are we rewarding just the fact that Pixar made another film and it's incredible? Do they um, do they go by the animation only, or they Depending. go by animation and story? No, it's, people vote how they want to vote. There's no parameters. Some people, like, I mean, I'm glad you were honest and say I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to vote for it, but most people don't care. They just vote because they have friends who worked on the film or because it's the popular thing to do. So you're supposed to actually read the screenplay for best screenplay and vote on that alone, not on the finished product, but people don't do that. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if I look at the animated series, my gut wants to say Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I haven't seen it, though. Yeah. That's what my gut wants to say. I have seen everything but Mirai, and of the other four that are on there, Isle of Dogs is better than both of the right. Pixar movies. Yeah. It's boring, but it's, but it's still better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would like to say that you're exactly right. Well, friends of mine <laughs> exactly. said that Spider-Man was... But like Incredibles 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet are Ugh. the same films regurgitated with a little bit of a story change. Right. They're still good. They're fun to watch, but 
they're not unique. Isle of Dogs was unique Definitely in unique. both the way the animation was made and story. the story. Mm-hmm. However, my gut wants to say Spider-Man Into the Universe, just based off of pure animation, looked terrific. Well, it that's was 3D thing. animation with 2D aspects put on top of it, and supposedly the story is really good. So, well, that's what my friends are on the fence. My, some of my friends say the story is awesome, animation is awesome. Other friends say the story is lacking, but the animation is great. So... Obviously, myself and figure out what their consensus is on that. But there's a lot of debate on story versus animation. Like the animation is winning versus the story. But Are you talking and about- this is how Boss Baby gets put into the novel. right. Exactly. Oh my god, Boss Baby. Because people just look at it and say, "Oh, my kids saw that movie. They liked it. It's pretty." Yeah, that's really funny. Um, <laughs> there should be a drinking game about Boss Baby. Oh, and I got about I Marvel turn- movies drinking game. When you listen to this podcast, I was railing on Boss Baby. Forever. And I turned on Netflix, and the first thing that greeted me was the newest Boss Baby. I and know. both of my girls bust out laughing because they know how much I hate that. I'm like, I was going to ask uh, Tony a question that did you mean that people are voting on um, original or adapted screenplay by just reading it? And you're saying that they are, they're doing it. They're, they're, Voting on it by has seeing the movie. Yeah, some people okay. in the academy. I'm not gonna list names because I know 20 of them who actually don't read, read the screenplay. Them? They just watch the finished movie and think that's enough. That's not what you. Okay. Yeah, I don't have time to read. I'm a writer. I'm like you have time. We have time. So yeah, um, you need to read the screenplay. I thought that you had. Who was it that told me that the directors vote on the directors and the writers vote on the yes, writers? They do. Oh, you're saying that somebody who is a writer Writers is watching the movie and because they, they give you screeners, they you. give you screeners to watch. But, Whoever but I think he the, is speaking. So of. the animated, and this is the same with the Oscars. I think the animated is one of those categories that anybody can. That's right. why Boss Baby got a nomination yeah. is because it's a open. this is open to everybody. So you have That's people that are just like, oh yeah, my kid watched that movie, and all of a sudden you get cool. like, did, 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 you get fifteen? Yeah. Well, shame on that person. Mm. Shame, shame. Mm-hmm. Anything else stuck out to you? It's cool to see Lynn Manuel Manuel Miranda got a nom here. The movie started with him and ended with him. My daughter was, in, yeah, got shit to the moon. So a lot of diversity she even, this year. She got the little pop vinyl. Kendra found a little pop vinyl. Um, Lynn Manuel Lynn Manuel Miranda chimney sweep. <laughs> it's so cute. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah. Anything else? I mean, this is going to come out afterwards, so it's all going to be whatever. But let's just hope the show is good. And uh, Kendra showed me a. Uh, she did show me a commercial that had the hosts on it, and they were just saying words. It was really funny. Who are the hosts this year? Do we know? Sandra, Sandra oh. oh, and um, uh, the other, Adam Sandberg. Which is so random. Oh. And, but, the, you know, I'm telling you. Don't growl. I'm telling you that it was really funny. Okay. It was really, really funny. So Andy, I hope. That, Andy Sandberg is, is actually pretty funny on I'm Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm not worried about him. What about Sandra? Sandra, okay. she's, she's actually pretty darn funny. She's a You're good actress. You're very pessimistic today. I... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um, let's hope they did a good job. I really, I really hope they. Did a um, good job. couple other things, I like okay. So the, on the best television series, 
a show that I was watching and I stopped watching and need to go back and finish is The Americans. Apparently it like got even better after I stopped watching. <laughs> so I've kind of got to go back and finish that one. Well, you the, hate when that happens. The Golden Globes, we just have to think about how they're being voted on. Because it, they're being voted on. What do they call them? The American? American the, Foreign Press. The American Foreign Press. These, to me, in the past, they have gone with the A-listers, the people that they, the glitz and the glam, to me. Hence, well, I'm not going to say that because I get in trouble for saying No, didn't Angelina or somebody win for the tourist? Didn't or it got nominated or something. It's one of the worst movies ever. It got nominated, but because Brad, but no, no, it was Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie were in it. It got nominated and it was awful. Um, but they nominate some very interesting people and they give awards out to very interesting people. <laughs> it seems to be a popularity contest. That's what anything. That's what the Oscars are. Like, if I was to choose the best actor, um, I would probably go with John David Washington from Black Klansman. Okay, I thought he he. I mean, Bradley Cooper would probably be a runner up to that, but I Bradley's probably going to win it just mm-hmm. because of the success of that movie. And uh, whereas with best performance by an actress, I it's hard to pass up Lady Gaga's performance. Uh, she made that movie. You think she's going to sweep the? Oscars. Who else is in? Who else? Do is, I think she's going to sweep the Oscars? Well, not, not, you know what I mean. You think she's gonna, do you think she's going to get nominated? She will get nominated. Yes, the fact that I think for she'll win Best Actress. She's nominated. No, Oscars. Do I? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. When I look at the other names here, easily. And there's, I mean, there's not a lot of big standout films for me that are like, oh yeah, that person is going <sighs> to. Olivia Coleman is going to probably she'd probably be the one that I would think that would uh, pull it off for the favorite. She's in the favorite, yeah. Okay, but they're in two different categories for Golden Globes. Okay, but I think the Oscars. I think it's going to be hard. I mean, I've watched her work on. um, She was in Broadchurch. I love. She's fantastic, and she was on Doctor Who, and it's just like she's she's also in the you know the Crown has her playing Elizabeth. And then a new crown, so she... And I mean, and Charlize was great in her role, um, but I still don't... I think it'd be between Olivia a, and Lady Gaga mm-hmm. for Oscar. And then... We'll see. We'll have an Oscar show. Yeah, video. And when is William going to get his Oscar? Do you know? Defoe? Who? Wilhelm Defoe? He's uh, he's listed in here for... Vincent. For this. I don't know if it's going to carry over, though. No, I don't think so. I mean, he's a good role. He does we'll really see. good. I haven't seen the movie, but... Hey, Eternity's good. It's Man. the um, Vincent Van Gogh biopic. That's kind of all... It kind of has real elements of his life fictionalized and... That's the one you liked. Yes. Right. He needs an Oscar, so... All righty. I guess we'll, we'll have the Oscar shows. So we'll find out. And then, I mean, none of the things that we say matter here. You're all going to know the answers before you listen. Everything says we matter. We're important. <laughs> we are important. Not as important. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't put that out there. We That's do not matter. what I meant. What we say has weight. People listen. We're going to see if there's anything else. Uh, best performance by an actress. If 
Allison Brie doesn't win or Rachel Brosnahan. I mean, they're they're both on par with the best actresses in comedy right now. You're gonna have to list the shows as well. Glow. Uh, Allison Brie was off a of glow. She's the main actress off a of glow. That was a show that you stopped watching. <laughs> You know, um, I was going to write that. I was going to say it, but I thought I would get beat down by you guys, so I didn't want to even say. I've accepted it. Whatever. We don't beat people down. Um, like, oh. And Rachel Brosnahan was the marvelous Miss Maisel. She's Mrs. Maisel. I mean, she won it last year. It's going to be hard for to beat her, but Alison Brie's performance is pretty good. Mm, Daniel <laughs> Bruhl is in there for the Alienist. That's good to see. Benedict, He's come a long way. Benedict's on there. So yeah, mm. interesting. It'll be an interesting Golden Globes that I will not be watching tonight because I will be taking photos and I don't record shows and watch them again. So kind of defeats the fact. So yeah, that wraps up our, <laughs> any other rants? No, I, mine was did you get everything out that I, you wanted to get out? I did. Okay. All right, so let's, uh, the next show is going to be... In a couple weeks, and Tony's got the stew. So, so I'm going to make it really short. Basically, we're going to talk about Alexander Payne's protagonist or how failure can help you become successful. Maybe not like rich and you know that kind of successful, but maybe you start winning at life. Like life may suck, but sometimes winning is not about being rich. Um, it's about just pushing on. So to sum that up in a short way, it's like Rocky losing in Rocky 1, but in Rocky 2 he comes back and Stronger and better than ever because he had that letdown. That makes sense. So, yeah. and that and you know, if you use Rocky as the as one of the focal points, it's something that happens to him several times over right. in the in the series. So, you know, and especially in like you look at Creed too, he's basically on the bottom of his own change. But losing is not bad. So that's what I want to say. We're going to look at Alexander Payne films, so Downsizing and Descendants and Election and all those other fun films sideways. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, looks like we're going to reach into the grab bag for Kids Corner, and that's about it. Okay, the Kids Corner. Um, I have two. Uh, Brainchild, which is on Netflix, and Brain Games, which Zoe says is on Netflix as well. But when I was a kid, Brain Games was on HBO. Um but it looks like it's on Netflix as well. So Brainchild or Brain Games are two things that I don't mind my kids watching. Or Harper gets a little bored. But Zoe has so many things that she <laughs> regurgitates out of that Brainchild thing that she learns. It's pretty pretty, it's pretty cool. So, um, And it's interesting for everybody. I mean, you at any age, you could sit down and watch either one. So I like that. Cool. And that's it. All I've got. All right. And what's on your radar? What's in your queue? Tony? Let's see here. Um, on my queue is on Amazon has a, um, a special, um, it's a limited series called A Very English Scandal. It has uh, Hugh Jackman in it. It's basically about <laughs> Thorpe's um, sex scandal in the 60s. Mm-hmm. The Labor Party uh, member of Parliament who was very famous, very popular, very successful. And then news of him Flung around with the stable boy got out and then everything went downhill when he put a hit on a guy and he came back to bite him in the butt. I do want to see that. So Hugh Grant being funny is always amusing to me. So I'll be watching that. Um, I think that's about it, really. I mean, that's... He plays mm-hmm. zany, eccentric, quirky well. So 
I think so too. Um, so I mentioned I watched Bird Box. Um, I also caught Bumblebee, probably the best Transformers movie out of all of them. Um, <laughs> not a very hard thing to beat, but it was as a Transformers, it was pretty good. Uh, caught Mary Poppins. I thought it was okay. I'm not into the older musicals, and it was very older musical. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, caught a show that I don't know how I missed this. I'm a big fan of Lilyhammer on Netflix, um, but that show is now over with. Um, it's a show out of Sweden, I think, is the group behind it. Um, well, most of those guys went on and mo- made a new show called Norsemen, which is basically based on the Vikings, but they have like topical things that come up, and it's just hilarious to me the way they, they handle it and the Swedes, Norwegians, they have an interesting sense of humor and it was enough to make me like binge through the two seasons, which was only six episodes each, I think. So they're short, quick seasons. Um, and then another show that I kind of stumbled on was a show called Detour, which is off of TBS. Um, if you like adult, raunchy humor, then this is right up your alley. Like Benny Hill? No, more like, hey, adults put into like, it's a family and they're put into like some awkward situations and the parents are kind of honest in the way they say things. And it's just, you just got to go watch a couple episodes and see if it's for you or not. Um, it's, it's got the, the wife from justified on it. And it was like, it was a weird for me. I'm like, Oh, she's actually got some comedic chops. Um, uh, listening right now, uh, delving into the Jack Reacher series, starting from the beginning. So I'm on book two of the Jack Reacher stuff. Um, just wanted to see how that is on the radar is Punisher cannot wait a um, lot of DVR to catch up on finished detour and then before our next show glass will be out so that's gonna be awesome that'll probably be what I'm talking about on our next show unless yeah. it's a complete disaster please don't be okay I also watched Red Box and Mary Poppins I loved Mary Poppins and I loved all the little nods to the original um and we already talked about my book, which was Becoming Michelle Obama's book. Uh, and then on my radar, now I put on eighth grade because I'm kind of, I heard there's lots of buzz around it, but I was afraid. Um, and then I and Mike, you, uh, Ro, what did you say? Roma? Romanops. No. R- Roma. Oh, no. Roma. Coronsville. Yes. And then um, I hope that I'm getting this right. Ben is back. But with Julia Roberts. Yes. I would like to see that. And I would like to see The Favorite. And I would like I to see... I also saw Beautiful Boy is on... I saw that too. I saw that it's on... That it's reachable. That you can watch it now. It's on Netflix, I think. I think it was oh, it's Amazon on Prime. Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. I think it's an Amazon Prime property. And there's one that has... I'm going to... Cersei. Is that her name? Who? Cersei... Oh, the one from... Is that how you say her name? Obviously not. The one who was in the Oscar winning... The Queen uh, yeah. Scott. Queen of Scots. Queen of Scots. Yeah. I kind of want to see that too. That's it. Cool. Cersei. Cersei. She was in... No one knows how to say it. I just... Ronan. Ronan. Cersei. The one that was in... Irish. Sashay. The movie Sashay. last year. Sashay. With the kid. Sashay. You're talking about the oh. um, Ladybird. Yes. Ladybird. Well, Thank yes. You. I was just trying to think or say her name. I'm going to call her Sashay. Sashay. Okay, anyway. Sarjish. Her. Um, I want to see that too. 
right. Well. Happy uh, 2019. Yeah, happy 2019. We sound so enthused to be in 2019 yeah. right now. Uh, so enjoy the Golden Globes if you'd watched them in the past. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this probably won't be out until Wednesday. Tony, where can we find you? Facebook, uh, Anthony.Carter167. Instagram is AntCarter85. And I'm on Twitter as S-M-T-O-R-C-H-I-O. And I am Vivi Vidmar on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm PennyLane64. And I think I'm Valerie Lorraine, which is L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E on Facebook. She is. Okay. That's what I that's what I'm at. And you cannot find me on Facebook, but you can find me pretty much everywhere as at GF Media or GF Media CEO. Um things have been a little slow lately, so I haven't had a lot of updates. Um So GF Media is not on Facebook any, anymore either? No, the the my business is, yes. Okay. But not me personally. Right. Um so yeah, look up for me somewhere there if you really want to find me. Um, you can find us at culturalstew.net, at culturalstew.net on Twitter or culturalstew on Facebook. 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 That's a new thing. You wow. That's back. an old thing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the book. My tongue is quite tied because I'm very tired today. Um, yeah. Go yell at us. Comment on Facebook. Comment on Twitter. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Tell us how bad we are. Tell us what we can do better, what we can do And worse. what you want us to cover. Like what do you Is there want a show to... that you've been watching that you think is a hidden gem that you think we should like look at? Or Let us know. what do you want us to stew over? I think those are interesting things that people would like to hear us stew about. Completely disagree with something we said? Let us know. Okay. <laughs> Catch you next time. The intro and break music is Please Listen Carefully by Jazir, available through the Creative Commons license from Free Music Archive. The outgoing music is provided by Epidemic Sound. Please see our show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by. And also, as always, if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing, please contact us today. Quiet this aggression If we met in a year or two Would you set your eyes on me Wear your heart on your sleeve Nothing in between
Like what you've heard? Want to continue to hear more? Please consider Patreon. What is Patreon, you ask? Patreon is a content creator support site, a way for people to support the things they love and allow creators to continue creating the content that they love. Please consider heading over to patreon.com slash gfmedia and becoming a Patreon supporter today.